Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And the title of the message is A Clean Life. So let's read it together. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Here uh, he says, having these promises, therefore having these promises. And you say, well, what promises? Well, it was speaking about the promises in chapter uh, 6, the previous chapter. He gives us three promises there in verse 17 and 18. He says, do not touch what is unclean. I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So uh, these promises, the first promise, he said, I'll receive you. Now, uh, he's saying, therefore, since you have all these promises, then cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. And so he's saying, because of these promises that God will receive us, that we're, he's sent his son to die for us, that we're going to be in heaven, uh, that he gives us eternal life. Revelation 20, verse 11 says, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. The books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So here when Jesus is uh, speaking about that great throne judgment, when we look at our text today and he says he has received us, saying that Jesus has received us into eternal life. Matthew 10.32 says, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. And whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So if you confess Jesus as your Savior, then Jesus will confess you before the Father, and that means your name is written in the book of life. So he's saying since we have that promise, right? And then the second promise in uh, verse uh, 18 was it says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So uh, now, if you had a bad experience with your earthly father, then maybe this illustration is hard to comprehend. God's design for marriage and family, when you think of that, what God intended, well, God intended that the father would put the interest of his children above everything else except his wife, right? I mean, the Bible tells us the priorities as a believer, if you're married, is God first and then your spouse, and then your children. God's design is to pray for your children, encourage them, bring them to church, uh, you know, encourage them that they can be successful and discipline them. That's the hard part. Uh, You know, wanting what's best for them and telling them that you love them and you're there to support them and encourage them. And I think uh, most fathers want that for the kids. Maybe not the discipline part. I mean, that seems (laughs) difficult. But but our Heavenly Father loves us so much more than an earthly father, right? And, and what he's saying is that our Heavenly Father wants to bless us, right, as, as every father does. In spite of our failures, in spite of our weakness, God still loves us. Uh, as a father, you realize your kids aren't perfect and they make mistakes, but you still love them and you still encourage them. And our Heavenly Father, even though he realizes we make mistakes and we have issues, he still loves us. And not only that, but the Bible says that in midst of all of our 
errors and issues and problems and sinful things that we get involved with, he loves us and he blesses us. In fact, the Bible says every good gift comes from God. In James 1, he said every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father, right? So our Heavenly Father wants to bless you with a good life and a uh, an optimistic future, knowing that he cares for you, he's going to help you, right? Uh, they say that when earthly fathers, when they stay married and they help their kids, their kids have a much greater chance of success than when they come in from a dysfunctional home where people are divorced, and they're addicted to drugs and alcohol, whatever things, right? And so our Heavenly Father wants you to have success, and he wants you to look at the future optimistically because he's on your side, right? That you can say, you know what, whatever craziness is going on, uh, God is with us. In fact, Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and of hope. See, God wants good things for your life. He wants to give you a, hope, a hopeful future. And so, as a child of God, we should be very optimistic about the future, no matter what the world says. All the polar ice caps are melting and they're going to flood California. We're fine, right? I mean, it's just uh, New York, whatever. But here's the thing. We know that God knows the future. And that when we put our lives in his hands, that he's going to take care of us. So our Heavenly Father's looking out for us, cares for us. And then the third promise he talked about there in uh, 2 Corinthians 6 was that we will be the sons and daughters. Now, when you think about what does that mean to be a son or daughter, in John 1.12, Jesus said, uh, But as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And what does that mean to be a child of God? Well, uh, you just kind of think of it in terms of if you were born into a royal family, then there's expectations, there's protocols of how you live, how you dress, how you act, right? And you can't just live like some street hobo, right? I mean, there's a standard of conduct uh, in a royal family. As a child of God, there is a standard of conduct that's different for a child of God than for a worldly person, right? Someone who's not a child of God. And that's what our text gets to when we get to in verse 1, where our text today says, therefore having these promises, now that's what we just talked about, all those things, beloved, because of that, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit. In other words, as a child of God, we should desire to live a clean life, not a filthy life, right? And uh, I, I think everybody knows that, but he, he's not suggesting go home and take a shower, right? He's talking about what's going on in our minds, right? Now, uh, the Lord is telling his children not to engage in filthy things that are from the lust of the flesh. You know, things like pornography or sexual immorality or drug abuse, uh, things that destroy your life. So he's saying let us cleanse ourselves from those things that, the, that God tells us are sinful and are bad for us. And why? Well, because God knows that sin destroys life. And and it ruins people's lives. And all of you probably know people who have been addicted to something, whatever it is, drugs or alcohol or porn or whatever. So God's telling us, cleanse ourselves from those filthy things. Our country has said, we're not following God's design and we're not going to read the Bible in schools and we're going to reject the Bible and reject God's ways and we're going to let people do whatever they want. And what's the result? Well, a lot of heartache and sorrow and death, right? So if people would obey God's word when he says, you know, don't be involved in drug abuse, then there would be no overdose, right? So, uh, but the Lord wants us 
to understand that the reason he tells us to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness is because it's destructive in our lives. That's why he warns us in Romans 13, 14. He says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. In other words, if you don't want to be involved in the filthy things of the flesh, then don't make any provision for it. And what that simply means is, is that, you know, if you're an alcoholic, don't go to the bar to have a, a Coke with your friends, right? I mean, because bad things are going to happen, right? Uh, Ephesians 2, 3 says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the other. So we all once conducted ourselves, right? And so that was the past. Now, when you get saved, you come to church, you get saved, and God helps you to kind of get this idea that he wants to move out all the bad things out of your life and purge the filthiness and clean you and you confess your sin and you're like, you want to get on that. But then sometimes what happens over the years as a child of God, sometimes God's children allow filth to creep back into their lives because we are constantly exposed to it in our society and we are constantly being enticed by the lust of the flesh. It's part of marketing. I mean, marketing people know about your carnal nature and that's why, you know, when they're trying to sell beer, then uh, they used to put pretty girls in a Corvette and say, woo, drink this beer. I mean, now they're like, here's a weirdo dude on the can of Bud Light. And you're going to, they're like, whoa, we're not drinking that. I mean, it's like, we don't want to be that. I mean, I'm not sure what they're thinking there, but, uh, right. But I mean, marketing, they understand it, right? That we have a carnal nature and you look at it and think, oh, look, everybody's happy. I mean, now there's a stupid insurance commercial. Like w- they've proven that insurance commercial, if they're young people having fun, then people want to buy that product. And so it's some dorky insurance and they're like young people smiling, pretty girls, pretty guys, right? But here's the thing. They are pushing the flesh everywhere in our society. Get involved in it. Do whatever you want. But many people don't realize, but as God's children, we should recognize that when the lust of the flesh is encouraged and begins to control your life, it becomes a horrible monster and it's never satisfied. Whatever it is that a person is trying to find satisfaction in, it's just more and more and more, whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, whatever it is, that's why people are ODing on fentanyl, right? You start with a little weed, smoke some weed, and then you're like, oh, this is fun, and then pretty soon that's boring, then you gotta up it to coke, then up to heroin, then heroin's not enough, then you gotta go to fentanyl, and then a little bit too much and you die, right? And But people don't recognize that that is the nature of sin. It's deceitful. It's deceptive. And everywhere you see in our society, people are being enticed to get involved in carnal things and get involved in filthy things. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy now that you can just turn on your phone or your tablet or your smart TV and just pour filth into your mind by the buckets full, right? And, uh, you think, well, why is that? Well, I personally think part of it is that many of our leaders running the country and companies, they've rejected God. And so in their minds, hey, living a filthy life, there's no such thing, right? They want to say there's no right, there's no wrong. But my family, even as a non-Christian knew, I remember uh, as a young kid hearing my parents say, you know, that person has a filthy mind or they have a filthy mouth, right? And that was a negative derogatory thing, right? Even as non-Christian heathen people, uh, you didn't, you didn't respect somebody who someone said they have a filthy mouth, right? But now our society is like, there's no such thing as filth. It's all the same. It's all good. But the Bible says, no, it's not. There are things that are filthy, and there are things that are good for you. And the, in our text, in verse 1, he's saying, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh. Now, how do we cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh? Well, I love Psalm 119. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. 
God's word has a way of cleansing our minds, our souls, our hearts, right? And that's why it's so important to be reading God's word. That's why it's so important to go to church, a church where, you te- where they teach the Bible, where you study the Bible. And instead of putting you know, things into our mind that are filthy, we put things in there that are good. Instead of feeding the lust of the flesh, we need to feed our minds with the things of the Spirit, God's Word. And it's so good because in Galatians 6 it tells us, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows will also, uh, of the flesh will also of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will also of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And so in other words, what he's saying is, whatever you're sowing into your mind, if you come to church and you're reading the Bible, you read the Bible at home and pray, well, then that's going to produce more of that. If you're putting filth into your mind, right, it's going to grow and produce more of that. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Community Christmas Eve services on Sunday, December 24th at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. This is a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com, like us on Facebook, and may the Lord bless you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day.